Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Dark sunglasses, unsmiling mugs, a head on a swivel, the surreptitious earpiece, a black suit. Everybody knows a Secret Service agent when they see one, right? But the United States Secret Service is way more than no-nonsense automatons packing heat and putting their lives on the line to protect presidents and other political bigwigs. When the United States Secret Service came into being at the end of the Civil War, protecting people wasn't even in its DNA. And even today, only about 3,600 of the 7,000-plus U.S. Secret Service employees are the stern-looking bodyguards known as special agents that protect the president and other select government officials. Some 1,650 Secret Service employees are uniformed division officers. They wear uniforms similar to police uniforms. It's their duty to securely lock down the venues, wherever they may be, where the president and other officials appear. The uniformed division is responsible for security at the White House, too. Uh, The Naval Observatory, the residence of the vice president, 
the Treasury Department, and other places like foreign embassies in Washington, D.C. Another 2,300 or so provide technical law enforcement and other behind-the-scenes support, things like figuring out the safest routes for motorcades, uh, the best and most secure way to outfit the Beast, a recent name for the president's main limo, how to avoid chemical attacks, and the more mundane governmental work of filing expense reports and answering questions from officers or agents who have trouble signing into their laptops. Most U.S. Secret Service personnel aren't hanging out with the president, and it's hardly the stuff of Olympus has fallen or White House down. When the U.S. Secret Service was formed in 1865, it was a bureau of the Treasury Department. Its mission was to battle widespread counterfeiting. At the end of the Civil War, nearly a third of all currency in circulation in the United States was fake. The Secret Service was there to help stabilize the financial system by ridding the country of counterfeiters. So not exactly in the line of fire either. Still, it's important stuff and a key pillar in the Secret Service's dual mission, which is protection of the government's top dogs and investigation of crimes regarding the financial system at home and abroad. The people of the agency take both missions very seriously. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with a U.S. Secret Service spokesperson via email. They said, Over the past decade, the Secret Service has made approximately 50,000 arrests for counterfeiting, cyber and financial crimes, and seized $1.8 billion in counterfeit currency. The Secret Service has also prevented potential loss of approximately $53 billion. So, does the Secret Service still report to the Treasury? Nope. On March 1st of 2003, the U.S. Secret Service was transferred to the newly formed Department of Homeland Security, which now seems a better fit. But the Secret Service is still all over protecting the financial infrastructure of the nation. However, as actors like Clint Eastwood, Gerard Butler, Channing Tatum, and many other Hollywood types have shown, you can't get past the particularly American coolness that is part of being a Secret Service special agent. They are the very real people willing to take a bullet to save others' lives. Certainly, it's not that exciting all the time. Former agent Jonathan Wackrow, who spent 14 years with the service, more than four of them on protective detail of then-President Barack Obama, told Vanity Fair, The best way to sum up being a Secret Service agent is prolonged periods of boredom only broken up by moments of sheer terror. The Secret Service agents saved Ronald Reagan during an assassination attempt in 1981. They helped Jackie back into the convertible when John F. Kennedy was shot in 1963. They wrapped up presidential candidate Donald Trump and rushed him off the stage when someone shouted gun at a rally in 2016. They're there every inauguration day, providing a human shield as the president almost invariably takes a stroll down Pennsylvania Avenue. It's pretty slow when it's not terrifying. But the pressure at all times is outrageous. Lieutenant Christopher Fagan told a bunch of Secret Service rookies in a Business Insider video The Secret Service has a zero-fail mission. What that means in layman's terms, ladies and gentlemen, is this. You don't get a bad day in the Secret Service. If you have a bad day and you don't do your job, you're going to change the world. And he doesn't mean for the better. It wasn't until the assassination of President William McKinley in 1901 that the Secret Service was tasked with protecting the president. And becoming a special agent isn't easy. 
it's been reported that only one out of 100 applicants makes it to special agent training, and a lot of them wash out once they get to the James J. Rowley Training Center in Laurel, Maryland. All recruits go through a six-month training program after they've been thoroughly vetted. They're given a polygraph. They go through firearms training, driver training, where they're taught things like evasive maneuvering, hand-to-hand combat training, your basic federal law enforcement training. Once they make it that far, they spend three to five years in a field office at home or abroad. And only then, maybe, do they move on to the second phase of the career in a protective division assignment. The best go on to the presidential protective division, where most serve a minimum of six years. After that, they move on to the final phase of their careers, which can include further protective assignments, further field office work, or a bump into specialty assignments, including things like training new agents, getting into work on electronic crimes, or being assigned to a congressional staff gig. Entry-level special agents start at about $49,000 a year. In phase three of their careers, they can make nearly $145,000 a year. In 1971, five women became the first female special agents. But it wasn't until 2013 that a woman, Julia A. Pearson, was the first appointed to lead the agency. And of the more than 7,000 employees today, just shy of a quarter are women. The service insists, though, that it's trying. Their spokesperson said, the Secret Service is continually and actively recruiting to ensure a diverse mix of employees. Part of these efforts include visiting colleges, hosting information sessions, and participating in career fairs. Today's episode is based on the article, Eight Secrets You Didn't Know About the Secret Service, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by John Donovan. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.